Formula the Arcade Couch, the best place to get your gaming goodness each and every Monday from now on in 2023. My name is Don Blunt. Joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here, but <coughs> did someone forget to like dust this couch off before we got started? <coughs> Wait, Ash. Yeah. I told you to put the white sheet on before after we finished last. I don't recall episode. that. I, we specifically I, said to you. I man. feel like that was something that was maybe edited out. And <laughs> and thus I didn't remember it <laughs> to do it. I mean, how does how dusty could the couch get in this like what a month? In this economy, I think in a weeks. month it could get very dusty. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Right, Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> yeah. You know, if anybody has a couch they just want to leave undusted for a month, <laughs> yeah. um, see how it goes. Give us the feedback. Uh, I'll see you, Kieran Munchen. Hi, it is I, the. Uh, Gamer of the group. As you said that, you're like, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> Why are these words coming out of my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes not so much. Yeah, that's uh, so this is the first official episode of RK Couch for 2023. I will say, we've com- you've committed now to an RK Couch every single Monday for the whole year. You've, you've now well, committed we- that. Well, I mean, I don't feel like uh, once we're usually once we're back, we're good. Like, it's I don't feel like we have. No, no, no. But what if we days we like move it to a Tuesday because of, you know, we we move it around because of news. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. You've now fucked us. You've now fucked us. And now there was there was there was an asterisk on the words when they came out on now. I don't know. Anytime like some like online community break a promise, they'd like actually get more successful. So I think it's fine. Good point. That is, you know what? Stop breaking more promises. Getting cancelled is just good publicity. You just make a comeback a couple weeks later, right? Um, I just wanted to leave that sit there for a minute, so I think that (laughs) went. Of course, all of our best of 2022 coverage is now up on explosionnetwork.com slash best of 2022. Check out our best games articles, best movies, best TV shows, all those sorts of things, and then if you missed what we picked for best game uh there was the episode prior to this one on the feed where we're discussing it spoilers it was called of the lamb <laughs> called of the lammy um won that one so check out all the best of 2022 stuff of course um the other thing i want to s- get into before we start going over other stuff is of piece housekeeping is the last of us hbo series started Monday. Last, 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 last well, week. this comes out. This, yeah, so a week ago. My time was, yes, this comes out Monday. Uh, yeah. It started last week. Uh, we, me and Ash, have a spoiler cast for the first episode up already. We'll have a spoiler cast for episode two up tomorrow when you're listening to this. Uh, Where? On the Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation oh. podcast in the Oceania's podcast feed. So there will be a spoiler cast for the TV show up on that feed uh, each week alongside the normal episodes. Of your PlayStation podcast, uh, Kieran. Though, uh, have you watched it? You know, I did, right? of course. Yeah, I did. yeah. yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. Yeah. you're the gamer, yeah, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I've actually played the game. And, uh, That's fair. Yeah. 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 So, um, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I um, I loved it to bits. I think my my biggest, the exciting thing I, I've had with this weekend. I've mentioned before. I like watching react videos and stuff on YouTube and just watching people interact with things I love. I love watching people... Like, I like seeing people's reactions who have never played the game, have never experienced the story, have no idea what they're getting into. Because, like, watching them... Especially with this first episode when you know 
everything that's pretty much everything that's going to happen. Of course, you know, there's there's bits and pieces, but you know the main story bits that are happening in it. Um, I I just have my fingers crossed. I hope that there is an excessive amount of Joel moving Ellie around on a pallet and floating water mm. a lot. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, I'd be slightly pissed if that's all. Been there out. needs to be at least one scene. Where needs to be at least like, one scene. Swim. Yeah, a hundred percent. But no, I adore that. I think um, all like they've done this great thing where they've made it its own. It's own in many ways. They've kind of explored the characters and improved upon them. Um, I think, yeah, it's interesting how they've paid homage to the video game, but at the same time made it its own standalone thing. Um, I love the conversation discourse, the stuff around, you know, why the spores have been taken out and just reading the Neil Druckmann article about, you know, how scientifically inaccurate the masks are for the spores. So, the spores are kind of dumb, so they were they made the the right choice to remove them in the TV series. But also, who wants to put a, a gas mask on um, anybody's face in the series and find great end acting? Then again, there is the Mandalorian, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Pedro Pascal's like, I can't do two shows where I'm just <laughs> in masks the entire time. <laughs> no, but um, no, I love it. I love how they've adapted it to fit into like kind of the opening scene I absolutely adored with the, the 1968 um, interview interviews. Like I thought that was, that was really interesting and how they've adapted it. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for more of it. I'm excited to see how they go. Um, Knowing that the, the runtimes got leaked with, you know, episode there being another, at least one or two 80 minute episodes coming up. um, I think it's, it's really interesting. So I'm really excited. I think finally there's a video game uh, TV show that is real, like, you know, live action that we can potentially be proud of. <laughs> yeah, that's why I amended it, because there is, of course, your fucking, your edge runners, there's your Sanic, there's there's all of that shit. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice to, to have something where it, it is apparent that everybody involved has paid a lot of attention and love. To the video game and to the, the original. It's sort of hard not to when one of the co-creators of the show is the dude who did the video game. So. Yeah, but at the same time, people have... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very say, good show. Yeah. I was going to say, I've talked about it a lot, so I'll just say, yeah, good show. <laughs> yeah. Good show. It's probably the episode of television that has been the most podcasted about, I think. Probably. Because yeah. every Damn. single video game show podcasts about it, and then every single f- movie and film TV show podcast plus yeah. podcasts about it. Yeah, I would recommend the official Lost of Us podcast. I'd recommend Platinum Explosion. That too. Well, that yeah. would do the you know after you listen to Platinum In, Explosion. Yeah, yeah. Use that as like a a companion podcast to mm. Platinum Explosions. Mm. Uh, yeah. After, yeah. make sure you listen after us because then when we make all these crazy, re- I did have crazy ideas about what what they did and why they did it, then we don't sound so dumb if you listen to us after them explain what they, why they did what they did. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, let's get into the actual show. Let's start with... Hey, Bean, Karen, what you been playing? Hey, Bean, what you been? How you been and what you been? Um, you know, I decided to kick 2023 off in a way unlike any year before. And continue to actually be good at Overwatch 2, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's pretty... 
I'm pretty cracked in many ways. I'm having a good time with it. I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Um, probably yeah, I, I, you had three weeks to finish it between when we recorded the Best of Podcast. I think it was like two. It was like two and a half, nearly three weeks. It was two. It was two. It's like two and a week extra weekend. Um, I got no. I played around with it and put decent amount of time in it. I just got to, <laughs> I just got to like a four stealth section that kind of sucked, and then just haven't gone back to it. I will go back to it. I'm, um, yeah, I'm away from my computer for the next couple of days, so I'll be taking my switch. So Where are you going? Probably play it then. Uh, just house sitting for my sister on enough okay. options out of her. Will you be okay? What do you mean? Will I be okay? Are you gonna have like? Overwatch withdrawals, or yeah. Well, you know what? I have this like I have this, even though it's for like uh, only a day or two. Like I have this, this, this. I almost want to take my PC mm, because thought, she yeah. lives See? in. Yeah. Well, well, she lives. She got better internet. In like a, she's a got that better internet. Like I just got a couple of rings today. I have my ping will super. Into- yeah. Yeah, I'll find out if really this ping has been holding me back this entire time. Well, technically, I'm playing Overwatch better than I ever have before. So you know. Maybe even higher without the ping issues, but I my I my internet drives me fucking insane. It is, it hurts. I saw my ping get to one thousand the other night. That was fun, um, but yeah, no, that's that's the tempting thing where I'm like, how much effort is it going to be to too much my PC? Effort. Way too much. Take my monitor off the stand, yeah. put it on the other yeah. stand. I'm probably going to do it, eh? But how many ranks? Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of effort for two nights. How much? Honest, how many extra ranks will you get in this one season? Hmm. Look, I could. I could. I hate everything you just said, but yeah, you'll probably do it. So, <laughs> looking forward to hearing about that and making fun of you at the same time. Um, um, no, yeah. probably not, because I'll probably break my computer doing it, and then I can't podcast. How far a drive is it? It's only like not that long. It's like fifteen twenty minutes. It's funny, like, so 15, 20 minutes and the internet goes from terrible to good. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going into it's an actual Australia. town. It's going into <laughs> actual Shepparton mm. where they have wide internet, you know? What's it's the not... speed limit between on the main road? Uh, average 80. Okay. Yeah, so it's not bad. Ash is like, <laughs> his lips are twitching. He's like, it's like... <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, if it's like 100 and something Ks, like in between, it's like, oh, that's pretty it's far. It's not 100K. 100 it's, no, 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 no. It's, it's, what? No, if you're going, if the just... speed limit was 100 in between. Oh, okay. You know, I was that would... 100Ks traveled in 15, 20 minutes. Man, <laughs> I am, I'm breaking some land speed records. If you're I'm... going at 100 kilometers per hour, how far will you travel in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, Ash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finished Midnight Suns. Mm. It's a great game. Mm. Fantastic game, as we've just discussed. And I finished God of War Ragnarok. Fantastic game. We've discussed it. <laughs> and then there was just a lot of uh, Marvel Snap, you know, which is still a yeah. fantastic game. We've discussed. Can't it? complain. Yeah. There's yeah. like three fantastic games. Yeah, you played three. Complain, two. So. so you played three games that made our best of 2022 list. I did. Yeah. Cool. There was an element of powering through towards the end on both, like those two games. So, uh, especially on God of War, I feel like I've missed a lot. So, just like probably yeah, there's a lot of the map. There's a lot of but like, stuff. like maybe on a save file from earlier in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, there's a whole area in that game, like an open-ish area that most people miss. So. 
Really? Is there where? Uh, I can't remember exactly the location, but like if you if you look it up, there's an entire area like that most people list where there's like all these like specific battles and shit happening. Oh, the uh, you have to take the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm in that place where I was last left off. I'm in that place. With yeah, that's right. I mean, if you don't take the mission, there's no way you could find that section. So no, no, no. But it's just funny how much like stuff's just, hidden. Just follow in that, that game. dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I too have been playing a lot of Marvel Snap every day. I'm snapping. That's just my life. That should be a podcast. Let's do a Marvel Snap podcast every day. I'm snapping. I'm sh- surely someone's done that already. Every day I'm snapping. That's that's surely a podcast. I mean, I I like we've been playing for this what six seven months. Yeah. I feel like. Mm. Only now I'm really seeing a lot of like hardcore like meta sites kind of popping up on my Twitter feed and that kind of stuff. You know, so. I started following a few. The the main one I follow is, um, I think it's Marvel Snap Zone. That one. I think I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one that I I follow. I'm not doing any of this meta shit. I'm just putting these cards in the... Well, that's just sometimes they'll, they'll be like, they'll post like an article though, like, here's a fun deck idea. Like, it's it's not meta, it's just like, you know, like there was one yesterday that I've been playing for like the last couple of days where someone just posted this article and they're like, man, this deck's a real asshole. Like, it's just got all the, like, the, you know, this is green goblins and all this. It's just about fucking pissing off your opponent. I'm like, that looks fun. <laughs> Let's, I just, give me a go with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I hate um, armor. That's my, that's my statement. Why? Because you, you have a um, destruction deck? Destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything, especially anytime there's a, because all, all the new, I feel like all the new, Locations recently have been ones that destroy or merge yeah. or or do different shit, and then everybody's playing armor. Yeah, fucked. I'm saving up at the moment. It needs to be something to get... that I can do to destroy armor. My um, no, you can. Well, you can. You can um put put what's my call in your deck that uh, kills her ability, ongoing ability, or steals no ongoing mm. ability. That that gets That's rid of it. Yeah, you don't you don't need to kill armor. You just get rid of the ability. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Yeah, I'm saving up at the moment. I want to get. I'm I'm at three thousand of the four thousand gold without spending money to get the devil dinosaur thing that's in the store at the moment. The savage one. Yeah. The sa- savage one. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. If I can get four thousand gold, yeah, I got like two days left. I can get close. If I if I get close enough, that I only need to spend eight dollars. I'll spend eight dollars. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I I played a game enough. I'm not for. I'm not. I'm not against spending money on a game. I play that much. I'm just against spending the amount of money they want for the majority of the fucking. Yeah, the $150 dollar. Yeah, the $150 um, fucking bundle. Like, get the hell out of here. I'll, like, if I'll spend like, $8. Good for them. If, they, <laughs> if somebody's willing to pay that much, I mean, yeah. props to the developers. You know. mm. um, they should make it li- hidden a little bit more, though, I think, you know, in case yeah. like little kids like. Just like press buttons. Push and, it. Yeah. yeah. But that's your fault. Um, but as usual, <laughs> I haven't played that much. On my break, I barely have. Anytime we have a holiday break, of course, I come back and I'm like, yep, that's not true. Me. You've played like 24 games. Not quite. But I, yeah, so the only thing I've been that I have put some, a decent chunk of time into is everyone gets what arrived. Dylan's got his play date. Dylan's been Dylan's got cranking, his Where is it? I've been, I've been cranking out. Where's your paperwork? It's got my little case on it. Yeah. Wow, it is that oh. time. Look, yeah. it's showing the clock. There's a good thing you've got no other digital device that would show clocks. Hey, that's nice. That's it's a very too. expensive clock. Yeah, it's a very expensive clock. Um, so Joe's you cranking it. <laughs> you crank it. Crank, crank that, that soldier boy. Yeah. Crank that soldier boy. Oh. 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 
I don't think this is safe viewing. Yeah, um, this is NFFW. <laughs> oh. Ooh. You see, see it, it just like it just folds into this little Is there tension to it or is it just like No, it's it's got yeah, it's got it's got something to Oh it, <laughs> Oh it, it's oh. it goes into this little hole there. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah, so I've been cranking ah. it. um i have an article up that i'll be updating which is the main thing so uh of course explosion.com it's called at the moment it's called in progress but it's titled playdate journal ranking l24 playdate season one games so the idea is that i will eventually have all the the games ranked and my thoughts on them so i i like the way they do this because this is the thing that i was worried and if there was a way to get around it i don't think there is maybe there is i don't know but so when you get the playdate out of the box it doesn't matter if you got it literally launch day fucking two years ago or the start of 2023 like me it's everyone has the same experience which is that you're getting two games a week so oh 12 weeks, i thought because games. you got it so oh. late that like the whole catalog would be nope oh wait so you start from scratch when you get it you mm-hmm. don't that sucks i like it i that, think it's cool that fucking sucks no i like it i, I kind of like it just means you're having... just eternally behind everybody else getting content that people have already had like that's not, if you want to view it that way, but that's not how I view it. I, I, I'm viewing it as it's this fun little experience. Because so what <laughs> happens is they'll literally like so. Because I mean, my se- by the time this comes around, well, by the time this releases, I'll have my new games because they come out Mondays. But they, when you turn it on, they will appear on the main menu as little presents, and you click on them, and it's like un- does a little unwrapping animation, like oh, here's your two, here's your two new games thing. So, um, but so when you get out of the box. Uh, I'll just go over what games we've got so far. I'm probably not going to talk about them all every week on here because you'll get sick of me talking about the play date. Uh, so I'll just go over what I... Oh, yeah. yeah, That adds up. <laughs> uh, so what I'm doing on the article is I'm doing it week by week, uh, talking about the games, giving them our Explosion Network go-to rating, which is out of thumbs. So the thumbs up rating. And then down the bottom of that article, I'm going, I'm doing, I'm just ranking them as a go in like my, you know, one to four, one to 24 or whatever as I, as I go along. So currently, uh, the games are played. The first one's white water wipeout. Um, I gave it one up, one down. It's fine. It's a very simplistic game that I think is good to play out of the box because it explains the, it gives you a good idea of what you're what you're in for. Like the whole idea of this console is, it's meant to give you this '80s sort of arcade feel in your hands. It's meant to be this tactile experience. It's not meant to be a. It's not meant to be anything like a game you can play on your phone or your Switch or anything like that. Um, so you've got this snowboarding game, oh, sorry, surfing game, where all you're trying to do is get a high score and survive for as long as you can. You don't use any of the buttons on the. I should explain by the way for people who don't know. So. Other than the crank, which everyone talked about and we all make fun of, it does have a D-pad and it does have a um, A and B button. So it does have other buttons. Um, so in the whiteout water game that you uh, wipe out, uh, you just turn the crank and you just turn it to make the character rotate. So the whole idea is you like turn it and you surfboard, like just you follow direction. You just try and do tricks in the the sky using the crank to to get points and survive as long as you can and dodge sharks and stuff like that. It's fine. Next game that you had on launch, this one's really good. I've been having a great time with this one. Uh, it's called Casual Birder. So it's like a RPG, Earthbound inspired type, like walk around, you know, talking to people, doing the sorts of things. It's got funny sort of characters and dialogue. It's 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 pretty. It's very charming. Um, surprisingly, 
cool uh, character designs and stuff like that. It has a lot of personality for a game on the small screen. Music's really nice as well. Uh, the way this game is, you, you walk around talking to people. You're a photographer. You're trying to get pictures of fo- you're just trying to get pictures of birds. And you get to get the pictures of birds, you got to solve little puzzles, like talk to people, give them items, do things like this to get the birds to come out. And then you you snap photos. Uh, this game uses the crank to a minimum, which is fine. I don't think all the games need to use the crank as a no. like. Um, like must thing so all this game uses is like you press b to open up a camera um it'll like uh the camera will appear on screen and you use the d-pad to move the camera around to to uh, find the bird you're gonna take a picture of and then the crank's just your focus you just you just turn on it to focus the camera but otherwise it's just you walk around the d-pad talking to people doing sorts of stuff like that so um yeah i gave this one double thumbs up really been enjoying that one uh then we get to week two so then two games you got uh the first one was Crankin's time travel adventure Double thumbs up for this one. This one is really, really good. So this is the, actually the first game from uh, Kita Takahashi uh, since 2019's Watam. Um, of course, he's the dude behind Katamara Damacy. So this this is the game they showed a lot of in the lead up to Playdate's release because it had like a, a known big sort of uh, developer behind it making this game. So they showed this one a lot. Um, at first, you're like, what the fuck is this game? But it's quickly becomes just really addictive. Like the first time I was like, oh, I'll just play it for five minutes. Next second, I played it for like an hour. Um, no, no, half an hour sitting here. Um, so all it is, is it's a very simple puzzle game where they just build on the mechanics over and over and over. You play as this character who just wakes up every day late for a date. Like it's so the first level, it's literally just every level's like first date, second date, third date. And all you do is you turn the crank. And as you turn the crank, the character moves across the screen, like side scrolling. But then, like, you can stop him in time. So, like, the first level is literally, you just turn the crank, he gets the date late, she fucking slaps him, next level. Right, cool story, you're late to the date. Next time, or you'll go through, it introduces, like, as you go past these flower beds, he stops, stops and sniffs them every time. You're like, okay, that's weird, whatever. Get to the third level, suddenly there's a, a butterfly, like, flying up and down. I don't know why, but if you hit the butterfly... You lose. Game over. You've got to restart the, the level. I don't know why. Deathly <laughs> but, allergic to yeah, butterflies. Maybe he's allergic to butterflies. Deathly allergic. But that's when they like introduce this whole sort of the time part of the game. So as you're cranking along, what you got to do is crank it to that point in his animation where he bends over to sniff the flower bed. The butterfly will keep moving in time, even though he's frozen. And then once the butterfly has gone past, you continue cranking. So the game just slowly introduces these these mechanics like that. I mean, there was literally one level where I walk out of the house at the start. And I'm just cranking at normal speed. Fucking horde of about a hundred pigs just start running from behind the house and just kill you. I'm like, what the fuck? So for that level, you literally just have to like crank at a million miles an hour to outrun these pigs. So it's sort of ridiculous. Um, and then there's other ones where um you have like many of these butterflies going up and down but you you got to do like not only do you have to time up the sniffing animation but then there's also like hurdles he's jumping over but you have to like make it so he jumps and then freeze when he's mid jump over them so the butterfly goes under like it's it's actually this is probably one of the the best sort of puzzle design ones for the mechanic um so far so this is really really good as well and then the next one i don't have much to say about it's called boogie loops i gave it double thumbs down uh, it is, in my opinion, a not good music sequencer. So it's not a game, which is fine, but it's a very basic music sequ- uh, sequenizer where you move around using the D-pad, you click A on a bunch of spots, and you can you can design eight bit, sixteen bit tunes or whatever. Fine. The game use- doesn't use the the crank at all, uh, for, for, which is weird to me because I'm like crank, cool. So surely you'd be able to turn it to do like DJ, like what, you know, like something. I don't know. Nothing. So I was just like, I don't really understand the point of this. Um, 
it's very yeah I, I, I got nothing so that one's double thumbs down i'm never going to be touching that again so yeah at the moment my ranking is crankens time travel adventure at number one number two casual bird at number three white water wipeout at number four i've got boogie loops uh and then check in if you're interested i'll be updating that article every week for the next couple of weeks as i continue to play my playdate games and then as much as you are going to meme about it I do not regret my purchase. I'm having fun. Like they're they're fun. They're of unique. You, you didn't unique, regret your Mario games. Kart life. You didn't regret your Mario Kart life for just like the first couple of weeks where you had it and you were setting it up. But you find it now. It's fucking covered in dust. And fucking Mario is not like Let's a Go. He's just all about Let's a Stop. He's out of he's out of entry. So yeah, because yeah, you yeah. don't charge him because you don't use him. So the one point I will say is what happens after I'm done. Now. They're working on a season. They're working on a season two of games, but my thing is going to be. And people are they they release the the software to make games yourself, so people are able to make games for this and upload them for free and all these sorts of things. But I'm like, is that a route I probably want to go down? That sounds like too much mucking around for me to care. So probably not. I'd be definitely interested in a season two of games where they just delivered to me for free. But like, I'm definitely going to be playing it for the next what three months. I'm going to be playing it at least every week to to play games, but um, it's also on design. It's not meant to be a console you sit there playing for hours. It's meant to be a like pick up, go, quick play sort of thing. So. Um, but it's cool. I like it. It's fun. Very quirky. Not for everyone. It's not for you, Ken. All right. It's not for you, Mister Hardcore fucking Overwatch player. It's for people like me who like good games, quirky games. Right? Uh, two reviews that went up. <laughs> Uh, in the time we've been up, uh, well, two reviews to start off the the year, I guess. So, uh, I put up a review for Lone Ruin. Um, I played this on the Switch. It's also on PC. I gave it a six out of ten. Um, I said Lone Ruin is going to scratch an itch for those who love chasing high scores and trying to one up friends. The twin stick roguelike elements are solid, but the game is going to tickle the fancy of anyone looking for either story in their roguelikes or a sense of progression. You'll often see a modern roguelikes. Of course, I feel like for most people who are looking at this, you're going to be like, is this Hades? Is this going to scratch a Hades itch? <coughs> no, it will not scratch a Hades itch. It's a combat wise, it's like, if that's for most people, I feel like that's all they need to know. Is this, is this going to scratch my Hades itch? No, cool. I don't care. I'm not interested. So it is a roguelike, but you carry nothing forward. There's no interesting story. Um, it's a relatively short game. It takes like two hours to beat, I think. Um, the combat is decent. But like, there's yeah, there's not, there's nothing, there's there's just not enough meat on the bone here. I feel so. Like it's it, it's it's decent for the time you play it, but yeah, I, I don't feel like people play. In fact, I feel like the funner mode, like there's a story mode, quote unquote, or whatever. Um, and then there's like a um like an endless mode where you just like get dropped in a big open open area dungeon and just see how long you can survive with enemies coming in. That was more fun because it was just like the combat of the game and you just got to do it. Like I was like, I kind of prefer this to the roguelike part, but. Um, then the other review that went up was, uh, Jacob published a review for Goat Simulator 3. Uh, he said, overall, Goat Fruit Simulator 3 is a game aimed at chaos and far more that perfect hits those beats, often much like its predecessor. There is lots to discover that needs to be added to the minimap while the missions are fun and there's always more to do. The game does have its downsides and could use some additional work to fix those. Uh, in saying this, I enjoy my time of the game and overall will recommend it to my friend group for Games Night. Uh, so yeah, this is the sequel to Goat Simulator 1 and they skipped 2. And they went to Gate Simulator 3 because reasons. Um, well, I haven't played this, but I did watch on 
Uh, after he sent through the review and his review started by mentioning that Goat Simulator starts with homage to Skyrim. I was like, what? And I went on YouTube and looked it up and yeah, the game just starts with you like fading in, like fading in on this back of a tractor. <laughs> like a fucking goat. I was like, all right, that's kind of funny. This <laughs> is a bit silly, but yeah. Uh, so they're the two reviews we've got up so far. Um, and then I wanted to separate them going forward throughout this year. So two other things we haven't reviewed, but Here's your quality critics. I need to add like a theme. We need to, I need to do a, a theme song. Come up with a theme song. Here's your quality critics section for the week. Uh, so Fire Emblem. What the fuck's it called again? Fire Emblem Engage came out this past, yeah, past week, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. so it has a quality critic score of eight. Um, most people seem to love it. I feel like the most, the, the thing for this one that's been interesting. So the lowest scores from Checkpoint mm. Gaming saying, despite the fun I have Fire Emblem engage, I'm left with a sour taste in my mouth from its story, which is Fire Emblem's weakest, uh, yeah. in recent well, memory. So, and then other, the other people who are loving it, um, uh, I can't really find a good call. I guess like a survivor game. After dozens of hours tra- trapezing around the world map of Eli- Ilius, I found myself pleasantly surprised what I found. The shift in tone and style helps set the game apart from what came before. And the new mechanics bring a breath of bre- fresh of breath air to combat while paying tribute to all the games that came before it. So from what I've gathered in everyone's reviews, people that don't like it are really disappointed that the game cut back on the social aspects of the previous yep. game, well, while the people who really like it are happy it cut back on that stuff and have got really good gameplay. Well, all I've... All I've heard from the bits I've read about it, because I've been tempted by it, like to, to pick course it up, like, course as in <laughs> fashion and style, and yeah. is that it is stepping away from three houses and returning to a more linear format, as well as the more linear, like kind of not linear, but rock, paper, scissors, like combat that was yes. in the original Fire Emblem games. Like it is, it is gone, I don't want to say backwards, but it's definitely changed its playstyle yeah. again from what I think made three houses seem enticing so i've actually looked and i've i've always been te- i think ever since i played persona all the way through like persona 5 i've been tempted to royal. play royal. fire emblem uh yeah royal thank you yeah, it's a superior experience um but i've been tempted to go back and and pick up three houses and I, and at this point i'm like Okay, do I play Engage or do I just go play Three Houses? Because Three Houses sounds like more of my jam and my overall. Three Houses um, is Persona, but Fire Emblem. So, yes. But, but, yeah, yeah, but strategic yeah. RPG. Yeah. yeah. Instead of turn based RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over the next one, Ash? Uh, yeah, so I also collated a bunch of reviews for One Piece Odyssey. Uh, so it has a quality critic score of. Uh, where is it? Eight point five. Uh, generally pretty positive. Um, this it was a nice split amongst all the critics of like people who are newcomers to the series, uh, and then a lot of uh One Piece fans. Um, a lot of the if you're a fan of One Piece, I think this is a must play from what I've gathered. Um, just because you know it has a story in which you can go back, uh, to important moments in One Piece, uh, and replay sections. Um utilizes the entire crew of the the uh whatever the name of the ship is <laughs> ship, yep. the jolly roger the no, jolly rogers or something 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 no, like wait, that wait that's me don't trust him he doesn't know the difference between jeff bridges yeah the straw hat pirates so i mean the, yeah, the straw also, hat pirates, but yeah so you like, get to kind of play with everybody and they all utilize very well uh for newcomers it's it there seems to be varying points like whether it's a good entry point or not 
but yeah, it sounds like a solid open world action RPG. Oh, but no, it's turn-based RPG. You know, mm. but it has some interesting gaming mechanics uh, where you can switch crew members in and out and that kind of stuff to get the best possible attacks in and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I um, yeah. I was really surprised at this one to see the review so positive. To be honest, because not only is it a an anime game and they're usually just review yes. poorly and they're mostly people go yeah they're okay at best like six out of ten seems to be like the best these games usually get but yeah. i remember seeing the first trailer and i was like yeah like this just looks like a very bland open world sort of thing but yeah everyone's saying it's really good so there you go yeah. i mean um piece is a massive franchise so yeah we're getting sense. netflix this year right that should come out this year netflix this year, so. yeah looking forward to that it's gonna be great no we're no nope no shot no That's not gonna be, no. no it's not i'm be, pretty confident no. Those it's sets it's going to be fantastic. about as good as Death Notes and Bleach. Uh, we will have a One Piece Odyssey review at some stage. Jacob uh, is playing it. Um, didn't get review code yep. to the launch day, though. So, and it's RPG. So. so here's my question, though. I haven't asked you, like, off the air. Mm. Should we amend the quality critic score once we put our review up? I feel like once we do ours, we should, yeah. Okay. I thought that's fine. Like, when, okay. the, the, there's, there's a no world, like, in which... I feel like it's like, well, what if we start reviewing higher or lower to affect the quality critics? Or it's like that's not a thing. That's no, it's okay. not a, it's not a fucking serious enough thing that. <laughs> Ash, yes, fucking skull and bones. She's gone done her again. <laughs> She's gone done again. <laughs> She's scared again. Oh seven. Let's off, boys. She's, no, she's it's, going it's, down. It says this is an immortal game. It just can't die, you know, because oh, Ubisoft will get sued into bankruptcy. So they I have no like choice but to keep delaying it. It should die. I feel like they should just put it out. And like take their lumps. Yeah. Record and ship it, boys. Yeah, if it goes out, you can like cancel it very quickly after. I, f- I feel like know? the problem is they they need like so Ubisoft not only delayed Skull Roads, but they also put out this thing saying they'd cancelled three other games. We don't know what they are, but three games that we didn't know anything about. And then Yuzgumol put out this thing saying despite excellent ratings and player reception as well as an ambitious marketing plan, we were surprised when Mario Plus Private Sparks are hopes underperformance in the final weeks of twenty twenty two in early January. That's fair. Just Dance 2023 under performance. Now, if you look at the numbers of these games, they sold decently. They, What they're saying is they undersold for what they reckoned, and the numbers that they wanted yeah. were obviously way too high. Like, they... they yeah. Well, who do they think they are? Square Enix? Yeah. So. Having these high expectations of their game numbers? Yeah. They're, they're, their targets for the fiscal year ending, they've now dropped their, in the press release they put out. They've, they've dropped what they want to hit by 14%. So they're like, oh, fuck, our goals were a bit too high. So, But either way, I think they need Skull and Bones to be a success. So they're at, that, that's, they're, <laughs> they're at the level of commit, commitment to this game where I don't think they can just push it out and have it be terrible and just die a week after release. Like, they, they need something off this game. They've put too much time and effort into this at this stage. So... Um. It's funny because it reminds me, I've been listening to, I've finally been listening to, um, I know this, I should have done this ages ago, but I've been listening to Jason Schreier's, uh, his first book, whatever that one's called, Pixels and Blood, Blood, Blood and Pixels, Blood, whatever it is. Pixels, yeah. yeah. So I've been listening to that on Audible for the past week, and 
the he the one of the games he goes is in that is Destiny, which is quite funny because that's probably the game I remember. Like that's a more a lot of games he talks about. I wasn't paying enough attention to the game industry at the time, but then when he starts talking about Destiny and Witcher and more things that I, I'm actually aware of, I remember like reading news stories about and all this sort of stuff. I was like, it sort of reminds me because in the lead up to Destiny's release, fuck, I was nearly everyone was expecting that game to just be shit, and it just. It came out and they, they turned that ship around so hard, but yeah, everyone, the, such a rocky release that game, but, um, yeah, so good, good luck to that. I don't know. We're, we're still going to get it apparently, I would say in the next, they may have only delayed it by a month. They just didn't, we haven't got a proper release date, so, don't know. um, yeah. in other news, Justice League, oh, sorry, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League or kill Justice League, whatever it's called. Um, apparently it's got a battle pass. Apparently it's going to have, a lot of interesting. Well, apparently, it's a it's a game for service. Yeah. Apparently, it's game for service. So this article, um, sorry, this screenshot leaked on 4chan, the best place to leak things. But then, uh, uh, VG twenty four seven read in their article said that they uh, confirmed it and said it it's legit. It's not some fake 4chan bullshit. So, uh, but in the screenshot, you can see a battle pass. You can see a, uh, a tab to buy stuff. Um, in a follow up by this, Andy Robinson, who works at uh. What's the, what's the, what's the, I've already forgot. Is, is it VG Chronicle? No, v, yeah, VG Chronicle. Yeah. Um, he he said that context was that the battle pass is only for cosmetics, uh, the character uh, and stuff you can buy is mostly cosmetics and stuff like this. But still, I find it very fucking weird. Like I, I, I feel like my, if the game comes out and it's very good, fine, and it still could. But I, I I am sort of on the side where I find it very weird to have a battle pass in a game like this that's just for cosmetics. I'm like, why? Like, what's the... Well, uh, what? Can we tie this story into one of the other stories you've got kind of later on? Because I think they're too... Retroactively, they're very close to each other now with, you Which know, one? this being... Uh, with this being DC's version of it compared to uh, Marvel Avengers um, oh, being... I can, yeah. bring that up, yeah. Tied, being, you know, closed down um, or yeah. being announced to to being shut down the service for it at the very least. Yeah. So um, if you, I'll quickly tie that in if you want. I'll just go to the, the key facts. So yeah. Ma, uh, this morning, as of recording on Sunday, oh sorry, Saturday, uh, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics announced that the that uh, Avengers is coming to a close. So March thirty first uh, will be the last update. There'll be two point eight. After that point, they will still be supporting the game, like with small updates and I guess emails if you get logged out or whatever else until September 30th. At what, at which point they're done with the game at September 30th, they're, they're, you're like, that's it. Um, to the point that the game will be removed from digital stores. You won't be able to buy it anymore at all. You'll still be able to play it with friends. You'll still be able to play it yourself. But, and if you find a physical copy of the disc and stuff like that, you'll still be able to play it, but, uh, it will go off stores. Uh, after March 31st, all the cosmetics in the game are going to go free. So that's everything from costumes to emotes to whatever else you can get in that game. Um, anyone who spent money on those, not getting any of it back, too bad, too sad. Everyone else is getting it for free. Uh, any credits that you have in the in your game when March 31st rolls around will get turned into a, uh, depending on how much you have, to units, fragments, upgrade modules, polychrons, and DNA keys, whatever any of that means for someone who's played the game. Uh, but yeah, and uh, the most important part is Spider-Man will I'll continue to be the exclusive character on PS4. Because that went so well. So, yeah. Um, so what you're saying is March, April first will be the de- best day to play Marvel Marvel's Avengers because mm-hmm. everything will be unlocked. It is the, the best. What a great April Fool's Day! Yeah, jump in and play. Wow. 
Yeah. I guess it's it's interesting now that DC is now, or, you know, this um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League is now, you know, either leaked or will be future announced to be a game-for-service game when their counterparts Marvels is just... Got cancelled. Failed and got cancelled. Like, it's just been trashed. I think that's that's a very interesting point and, and shows... I don't know if it's maybe a bit of tone deafness from um, the, the Suicide Squad team or Rocksteady. they maybe from Rocksteady. I, yeah, sorry. I thought so. See, I didn't want to say. I don't want to put all blame on Rocksteady because this could be a thing where it's like publisher mandated inclusion for the game. Like, like I, I don't think it has to be a we as know, designers from, want a battle pass. From, from what you can see on the screenshot that was leaked, there is like. You're in a menu, you're picking what mission you're going to play, there's loadouts, there's character select, there's a battle pass option. Like, it is very much a... I don't know, I always find that in games where there's this format, it feels like it breaks up a lot of the, the play and it feels very stag- like uh, not stagnant, but very kind of choppy in terms of its gameplay because you're jumping in and out of this menu um, to start missions and it makes the story don't feel like it flows as well. Um, but, yeah, I... I don't. I think we're in the period where, I, and I loved Marvel Avengers. I loved the story, what I played from it, and the time I spent with that game. Um, but yeah, I just I was surprised to find out that they're going this direction. Um, the battle pass itself, I think it's like sure if you want to support this game or you really love this game when it comes out and you want to buy it, fuck it, buy it. But it is yeah, it's a bit of a pointless and just a, another way for them to make money and generate sales from this, which. Yeah, for better or worse, in many ways. I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. I think it kind of gives us more hints as to what the actual gameplay of this game is going to be. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think it is left for dead, but with the Suicide Squad. You know, it is going to be that type of gameplay. You're going through set, set missions, and like it's sort of an overall campaign, uh, but obviously it'll be broken up into smaller segments. Uh, probably when you are fighting to like different. Justice League people and that kind of stuff. Uh, and you'll play through whatever member of the Suicide Squad is, and then you can go back and play the entire game again with a different character and kind of level them up or whatever uh, with your friends. I think the key thing for this is, is it going to be fun to play by yourself? Mm. Or if you don't have four people, is there is it going to be shitty matchmaking or is it going to be good AI or how's that all going to work? Uh, I still have faith in Rocksteady, you know, Everybody's, you know, of course, it's been a long time between drinks and that kind of stuff. So um, it's probably a very different team to the team that worked on the Arkham games. But uh, I'm optimistic. You're, you're <laughs> always optimistic about this fucking shit. Um, now, I mean, it's funny because, like, from the outset, Gotham Knights looked like it was going to be this, like, the, yes. the game with the battle pass and everything. But it wasn't. And in that game, you couldn't even... <laughs> They didn't even have it where you could see the other person's character in the cutscenes. I mean, like, it doesn't... <laughs> the bar's pretty low. See, this one could have the opposite effect where you're only playing with two people, but there's suddenly four people there. Uh, no. I mean, we've, we've seen the cutscenes. There's definitely four <laughs> characters in the, in the cutscenes. Yeah, but when you're actually playing, it could just be the two of you out there. You know yeah, what I mean? That would be even worse. <laughs> uh, let's continue on the superhero train, though. So Marvel Snap has announced that on January 31st, Battle mode is coming. Um, have you? Are you going to be excited for battle mode, Ash? So battle mode is the versus where you and I can uh, throw down, 
finally, because that's the thing. The game we've been playing this game for months. We've never actually played each other. Yeah, that we know. That we know. No, I would have seen your fucking name. Like, what's your name in the game? So it's just like your usual username. So you would have seen mine. It would have been just like Viva Dill would have popped up. Uh, well, sometimes I don't pay attention to the names. You know, you would have seen me talking smack. So, um, but the interesting thing about Battle Mode is it's completely different uh, sort of rule sets to the the normal version of the game. So when you come in, you're betting uh, health. So you start with ten HP each. Um, and then, uh, as you play the hands, you can like, say at the end, you're only bet. no one like snaps you, the loser of that round loses one HP, right? So then you go to round two. Mm-hmm. Now one person's got nine, one person's got 10. So you can go, you, I mean, the game can end in like two rounds, three rounds. It could go for more. Once you get into round five, they change it and they add in what's called high stakes rounds. So now it's doubled. So instead of starting at one, it already starts at two. So this, so if you snap, it goes straight to four. Um, the other interesting thing is that you cannot bet any more health than what you have left. So if you've only got two left, you can't be betting four to try and get your opponent who's on four HP. You can only bet the maximum. So I think on the like just reading it, I'm like, this is a this is a good way to do this. Doesn't this doesn't feel like a just yeah. throw together, same rule set, like let's just add a way to challenge your friends. This seems like a like, well, how do we actually make a more competitive version of the game where like because the other thing is you're going to be versing the same person multiple rounds. So the first round, with everyone's the same probably, deck yeah. Well, you're going to you're going to yeah with the same deck. You can't change decks in between rounds. So the first time you play, you're getting to know your opponent's deck. Okay, so then you come, they they wipe you out with a killmonger or some shit like that, and you're like, okay, killmonger. So then when you go into round two or three and whatever else, now you're like, okay, do they have the killmonger? Am I playing around? The, you know what I mean? Like it, it adds. I think it adds an element mm. to this game, like proper st- strategy to this game that we haven't really had before. Uh, what do you think, Ash? Yeah. As the person who's still playing it the most, Randy? Yeah, I think it, it's very interesting. And like, um, obviously, we love Marvel Snap for its quick matches, but uh, to find a way to have probably more an el- more elongated. Well, they're guessing twenty minutes is what they're guessing. Yeah, if you're choosing to verse another person specifically, then you know you don't want to just have quick rounds, or whatever. And also, I don't know, don't know what like the the farming element of it would have been. You know. <laughs> It's like, I'll play against you, you play against me. We'll just retreat every single time. We'll just quickly work away. Yeah. Or we'll just play the rounds as quickly as possible, like yeah. trying to find farm, farm boosters and whatever else. And, yeah. Uh, challenges um, and whatever else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. You know, maybe we, when it launches, we do a stream or something. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I, I, I feel like if this all works and like on paper, it sounds great to me. And maybe they'll have to tweak it after stuff comes out. Maybe some cards will have to be tweaked to work better in this mode or some will be too strong or whatever else but this definitely well, I can't like, imagine they would because it's just the same mode it's just your betting you never know I guess well, I, don't, I can't think of anything but it's I'm just like, saying like it's it like poker happen. really I mean it could happen yeah this hand you might have a shitty hand but then the next hand you play with the exact same cards but you yeah. might have a good hand so this is the mode that leads to them having a competitive format that they could actually turn into a tournament though is also the yes. thing. like this is the mode they can turn into a, an esport this is the e- esport mode is potentially the, yeah this is the potential esport mode like this is the one where you can see people building competitive decks that have uh that aren't built to just combo off that have options in there so what you're saying is we need to get on the ground floor here yeah the explosion network marvel snap league yeah let's do it um kieran do you reckon you'll come back in for battle mode or no no <laughs> i feel like i'm just i'm at the point now i feel like i'm just too far behind again um so you can spend 150 and bucks. And I don't know. Catch up. 
You'll do it. No, I'm good, Tom. You sure? You'll I, do don't it. Know, I don't know if you are. You know, I still see people with like they're, they're bragging about their collector scores being like in the thousand. Yeah. I'm nearly at 4,000. Like, I'm nearly at 4,000. Yeah. I'm at 3,900. Well, into the 3,000s. Yeah. yeah. So. Get good, guys. Get good. Catch me outside. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Um, continuing on the Marvel train, Kieran, are you going to be excited for Marvel Midnight Suns first DLC where they add the Merc with the mouth? It's coming out on January 26th. It's going to add a couple new missions. Then you'll be able to recruit Deadpool. You can, uh, you can, whatever you do in the game where you be friends with him and grow that level and whatever else, the the best cards. Uh, yeah. Excited for Deadpool? I'd be interested to see how it fits in the game. Like, if it, like, it fits within a. You have to kind of restart the game or go back into an earlier point in the game. You have to, to do a certain mission. Or... To be able to recruit Deadpool, you need to, you need to beat the Act One mission, Spider Man's, and then you have to beat a mission after that called a Man of Culture, and then you're able to recruit Deadpool. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess how it. Yeah, I just guess how it integrates. I think the problem with with these games when they and Mass Effect had this problem as well with DLC characters is the DLC characters just feel very bolt-on because they're, they're there and in person for all the DLC missions, but if you were to play the game with knowing that their character's there, they are just not there for the rest of the game. Like, they just don't appear, they don't have you any... You mean the, the story missions afterwards, like... Yes, yeah. It, it just... It, it depends how they integrate Deadpool into the, the, the whole game. Um, yeah. and how. So if you were to restart the game... From yes. the beginning, would Deadpool fit within the entire structure of the entire narrative? Yeah. Or would he just be a periphery figure the entire the rest of the... If you're not yeah, would, single would we emissions? see him in cutscenes? Would we see him in... Will he like, be at Magic's party? Yeah, you know? exactly. 100%. Will he? <laughs> well, I don't feel like you can answer these... Someone's going to answer these questions on January 26th. Yeah, someone's probably. Gonna, someone's going to find this. I mean, either way... Yeah. I'm probably just going to wait till all the characters are released. Yeah, 100%. and then go back and do like a full replay. Yep. Yeah. Do a do a a dark replay. <laughs> you Don't say me. that, and then you start playing live again. Like, oh, these healing powers are so good. <laughs> uh, the DLC is called the Good, the Bad, and the Undead. Uh, you can purchase it separately, or it is available as part of the season pass, of course. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny trailer though, if you haven't watched that. It's typical it is, Deadpool. Uh, is it? Trailer. It's Nolan North, right? Yeah, it's not I North. believe. Yeah, it sounds like Nolan North. Yeah. Nolan North always does Deadpool in the games, right? Mm. Um, Kieran, I'm going to throw it to you. Explain this next thing to me. D&D so, will move something to uh, through Through our period of time, uh, through the period of time off we had, uh, Dungeons & Dragons has gone to shit, and Wizards of the Coast has... Some would say they, they have been for a while. Not just during Someone the period. Say that. Yeah. Yes, but... Um, all the goodwill and people's faith towards Dungeons & Dragons has royally been flushed down the toilet to the point where uh, thousands and thousands of people were cancelling their D&D Beyond subscriptions. Um, I had the mental note where I was like, yeah, I'll do that as well. I think mine's in a couple months. I woke up this morning and it'd come out of my bank account. So, um, that was yep, like a yearly I, sub. I didn't. Wow. Like yeah, a yearly <laughs> sub. I paid like 90 bucks. Why didn't you just cancel it two months ago and it would have just cancelled now? I, I, mean, I, 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 d- I don't mean to be smart, but you can cancel these things prior to. Like, <laughs> you can. I just thought I had more time, and I'm like a more yeah, time than two months. I think of it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. They should well, they should give you six yeah, months head up. That's, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. But no. Um. So for the last twenty years, um, D and D has operated on a the same open player license that has enabled 
people to use the D&D property and the D&D um, kind of game rules outside of the D&D franchise. So that enables all of the the people like your, your Critical Roles, your Dungeon Dudes, your um, Grim Hollows, all those Kickstarters you see of people making their own D&D books that are kind of the base, using the basis of 5th edition D&D. Um, there's been an open license for that that has allowed people to do that for a long, large period of time. Um, Hasbro says Wizards of the Coast have decided don't want to do that anymore. And there was a email leak that described a new OPL um, that was coming out that, that stated um, things that were along the line of uh, any products that used the D&D 5e rule set or anything of the sort, as soon as it made more than $750,000, uh, Wizard of the Ghost was entitled to 25% of all profits. Yeah. And That'd be millions of dollars were, for Critical Role. Yeah, yeah, and they were moving towards being able to shut down and take control of. So I think the new OPL actually stated that Wizard of the Coast could claim any content that was used mm. as part of the OPL. So they could they could just take it take for it themselves and use it for themselves so. and use it for their own books. If you created something and sold it in your book, they could freely just grab it, and that that really pissed a lot of people off and upset a lot of people in the D and D community. And it was largely. Um, seen as of course a very greedy move and um it caused yeah players across the world to be cancelling D beyond subscriptions to the point where it forced wizards to kind of start this new opl 1.2 um uh survey and discussion around its opl where it's now changing a lot of the wording and making itself a bit more open and kind of rolling back and stepping back on a lot of the the problems i think at the moment, a lot of people are now reading through the new OPL to, to see where are the pitfalls and, and where they may have hidden things. Um, but it, it's very interesting to to have another company kind of flush its goodwill down the toilet with a cash grab sort of attempted move. And you, you look at, you know, D&D has grown and 5th edition has grown once again to the point it's in now because of places like Critical Role being able to use the open license. Because of your Grim Hollows and your Adventures Guides and, and all these podcasts that do it, it's it's your amazing. Tales of Thelden, yeah, mm. yeah, and Tales of Thelden, yeah, exactly. We would we would fall under the same banner. It, it, it's um, lucky now for them. We've been screwed. To, yeah, we would have been screwed. Now <laughs> for them the to show. retro. <laughs> now for them to retroactively go back and be like, "Well, we're changing it now. It's been twenty years. Now the D and D successful again, and people care about it again. We're gonna now." put our hands in the cookie jar. Um, so it's it's an interesting point for D&D. A lot of people were already kind of up in arms and people were already talking about, oh, we're moving to a different game system or, or lots of people were um, looking for alternatives. And, you know, D&D has been built on, on games spawning from it, like Pathfinder is is largely used and built on the, the open game license. So um, to see this and then to see how this licensing then affects, you know, if this license was to go through into work, how would that license then go for, say, games in general and Twitch streaming? Or people making YouTube content? Well, there's I've, people, dipshit people. People have been trying. But people have been <laughs> tweeting about this going, like, trying to say certain developers and stuff have already said stuff in the past where they're like, Twitch streamers yes. should be paying us money to stream our games and make money off yeah. us and all this sort of shit, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of, it, it's another feather in that cap and another... 
uh, step towards that kind of situation where the gaming landscape and our landscape as a whole would be very different. And, and luckily, at least somebody at Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast, at least they're taking a step back and they're listening to their community and the money that they're losing. Um, and, and hopefully it does a change for the better. But I don't think this is the last we've heard of it. And I don't think um, this is the last company that's going to do something like this. Really looking forward to, um, you know, companies like Pepsi coming after me for drinking their drinks on here and owe them money. Mm. And, you know, mm. every time you see someone using a, a fucking a big biro in a video that's monetized on YouTube, they should get like at least 0.5% of the money for that, right? That's like 100%. it's in the video and they're making money off it. So I, I feel like they should, uh, they should get some of the royalties off I mean, that. Legally. Yeah. legally, you know, like, I mean, technically legally, they may be hilarious. Did that big buyer ever sign a, uh, a a waiver to agree to be in that video? You know, like yeah, did it? No, that's right. Okay, who's going to stand up for the pens? Bluey, the Blue Point pens <laughs> coming to <laughs> games <hell>. near you, <laughs> thanks to the Blue Point Studios. Uh, games, uh, sorry, Gamespot writes: A new report has claimed that longtime Halo developer Three Four Three Industries is being taken off of uh, quote unquote active development of the Halo franchise and that new games in the series will be created by third-party studios. According to Halo leaker Bathrobe Spartan, who has a solid track record leaking Halo inside information, and translated by Metro, Microsoft's mass layoffs have hit 343 Industries hard and will set up see up to a third of its workforce laid off. Veteran developer Joseph Statton is reportedly exiting the studio and will rejoin Xbox Publishing. 343 Industries will then take a parental role for Halo, overseeing new games and content while working on maintaining the game's engine. This is an entirely new territory for 343 Industries, as it has relied on outside help to develop Halo Infinite's multiplayer content. Season 2 is a prime example of this. But Bathrobe Spartan claims that the planned story-based DLC has been scrapped due to it being considered not cost-effective under 343's stewardship. A follow-up to Halo Infinite is also expected to enter pre-production alongside spin-off titles, with these games reportedly be, be focused, uh, sorry, being franchised out to other studios and being developed on more modest budget budgets. While Halo Infinite had a strong launch, recent months have seen 343 Industries criticized for delayed content rollouts, tedious multiplayer progression, and numerous bug bugs. Controversially, 343 cancelled Couch Cop, so could, could instead focus on developing Halo Infinite's live service features. Kieran, how do you feel about all the news surrounding three four three and Halo? It feels fucking weird when you look at how Halo Infinite was originally sold or originally spoke about. Was like this is the new platform for Halo going forward. This is going to be the, the literally the infinite platform for Halo that we're going to make all the Halo games on this. We're going to yeah. um, expand this world, grow this world. It's infinite. There's infinite possibilities coming from this. And then you listen to this stuff and you're like, no, that was never the plan. 343 had no intention of any DLC, story DLC for Halo Infinite before they even launched the original game. Like, of course Halo, like Halo Infinite was uh, a, a mess and there was a lot of people going back and forth and different directors going in and out and different visions being mixed in there, but there's clearly a lot of issues with this, and I think that's resulted in 343's own distance with it. Like, it's scary when you think about, okay, what's Microsoft's involvement with this? How much did they know it was going on? How much did they try and step in and correct this or to, to fix this? I think 
it not only damages you know Halo Infinite going forward, but it, it leaves Halo in a very weird spot, almost to a point where I kind of would love Microsoft to reboot Halo and to just chuck it to somebody else and just be like, start again. You've got the basic premises. You've got John Master Chief. You've got Cortana. Go again. Just just do what you can with this title. God of War it for us. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think that that is the best option for Microsoft going forward with this franchise. Ash, have any thoughts on Red Vest? I mean, it's disappointing, I guess, to see uh, what was once Xbox flagship franchise kind of uh, peter out, I guess, these last few years, you know. Um, it feels like they've kind of bungled this entire thing, of course, you know, with the campaign being completely separate to Infinite and kind of Infinite not being supported as a multiplayer being as supported as they've wanted to uh, in the first 12 months. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Halo TV show, which kind of... I want. Are they still making a second season? I thought they said they got greenlit. They got greenlit, so I think they are. Yeah, but nobody liked it. So um. I don't know. No, no one, no games fans liked it. I think it was viewed well though. So okay. I think they probably had good views on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Like I feel like the non probably the had non the Halo highest... hardcore fans actually yeah. enjoyed it. And I mean, I wouldn't mind going back and finishing it because I was actually I didn't hate it. Dude, yeah, dude, Master Chief had sex. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. hate it to be honest. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, you know, and it makes a yeah, yeah. It's a it's yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, has Halo been as good as with three four three as it was with with Bungie? Probably not. So you know, to let somebody else have a crack at the franchise, I guess. Not to take it back to that Jason Schreiber book, but really interesting story I learned listening, <laughs> listening to that book. Shout out to Jason Schreiber. Um, I, I love how I'm talking about a book he wrote like 10 years ago, I feel. But they, they cover, um, he covers um, Halo, what's it called, Wars? Like the RTS one? Is that what it's called? Halo yep. Wars? Yeah. Um, and the, the behind the scenes of that game is funny because that studio, I can't remember the name now, but they were just trying to make like a RTS but on a console and then Xbox is like, yeah, but right, we'll green light it. But it's got to be Halo because Halo's the biggest thing in the world, so we need to make it Halo. And then, of course, that studio is trying to write a Halo story, but then Bun- Bungie's like, "No, oh, yeah, you can do like you know they're having strict control over the lore and everything like that." So it just it feels like uh, listening to this and the the world of Halo at that time compared to where Halo is now, where I don't know if Xbox fucking cares about Halo. You know what I mean? It's just it's so weird. It's, it's like it used to be that golden child protected at all costs. Now it's like, yeah. What's a Master Chief? You know? It's like um one of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends once it turns yeah. No, over 30. 20, 29, 30, like, 20 years is the last year of good, and then 30, fucking. Yeah. Off you go. Take your bags and yeah. fuck off. Still old for me now. Um, last news story, I just want to say we're getting our first. Is everyone excited for our first official uh, showcase stream thing that's coming up this week? So Xbox is doing a showcase. Uh, they have, I can't, I like this. I'm, I'm all for non-surprisory sort of events where preemptively they're like, here's what we're talking about. Cause then I think that's, that's good behavior. I can, then you can know if you care or not. So Xbox is doing a show. It's called De- developer direct. They're going to be going over the future of games such as Elder Scrolls online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft legends, and Redfall. 
Um, you can tune into this on Thursday, January 26th yeah, at uh, Lovely, 7 a.m. Um, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Sorry? Lovely timing. Public holiday. So uh, I'll be at work still, but that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. That's fine. You get you earn that, earn that money. Sorry, yeah. You get that cash. And, and that cash. But I mean, we'll, we will open later, and this is at 7, so I will have time to watch it and hopefully mm. write about it. Um, I'm keen, though. Obviously, I don't really care about Elder Scrolls Online. That's fine. I'll still sit there and watch it. and So, you know, it's fine. Uh, but It means... When you get when your alarm goes off and you look at it and it's seven o'clock, you can go. I can turn it on yeah. and make a coffee at the same time. Like I can. Yeah, you can. You chill. don't know you if it's going to be first. That's true. I mean, but it'll one hundred percent be first. It's a hundred percent. Has to be first. It's going to be. It's in, in lo- alphabetical order. No, nah, it's going to be first. A hundred percent first. It's going to be first. It's going to be first. I'm not putting a bet on it because it'll be wrong, but it's going to be first. I reckon, I reckon it's not going to be first. What do you reckon it's first? Either if you say Redfall, you're Minecraft. Dumb. Minecraft first. You dumb, dumb, you dumb, bro. Dumb. Uh, but I care you're about. So uh, yeah, I don't care about Elskars, but all three other things. I'm, I'm down the. Like obviously, we're all keen for Redfall. I'm really keen for Mi- Minecraft Legends. I think that has potential to be a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, I'm really keen for most sports. But we'll find out how that's shipped along. So, um, anyone else? Uh, anyone else keen to watch this or like keen for the games we're going to show yeah, you? Or, I'm yeah. look forward to it. Yeah. Ash. It's yeah. nice to have one so early in the year. Normally it's Nintendo, so it's like Yeah, I mean I'm still I'm still waiting for the Nintendo. I mean that's uh we usually get one maybe February, early February or something. I feel like we'd we're sort of due yeah. for something. So. They could do a Nintendo and just randomly be like, yo, tomorrow, this time. Well that's the thing, like nerds. Nintendo they don't give weeks up. They give forty eight hours. Like Yeah. They're like Yeah, no, they give a bro. Yeah, bro. Guess what? Forty eight <laughs> hours from now, we're doing an event. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they don't give weeks though, so even that, there's like, hey, guess what? Right now, we're doing in the, we're in the middle of an event. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't even realize it. Fucking, they just <laughs> run in with a camera. Because, um, who, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Bowser's in Japan at the moment. So, uh, everyone's, the, the-, the theory is. Doug Bowser. Doug is- Bowser, sorry. Doug oh, Bowser. Oh. The theory is, yeah, I know. Good joke. Uh, the theory is Doug Bowser's in Japan because they're filming a, you know, they're filming stuff. They're doing a joke. And- oh, it-, it could just be he's there to discuss things because he's the fucking president of Nintendo America, but. Could be. That, that would also make a lot of sense. We could be just having a holiday. Could just be having a holiday. Who the fuck? Could it? just be having a holiday. I mean, based off everything that Reggie said in his book, I don't think that do. I don't think you get a holiday if you're the fucking president of Nintendo. I don't think that's a thing. So, all right, uh, that'll do it for the first official episode of RK Couch for 2023. I hope you enjoy having us back in your ear holes. Um, I'm glad to be in there wiggling around like a good old brain worm coming out of you, like the thing that you have in the Matrix. But you're not going to get me like out. That's a yuck, am yeah, I? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, let us know how excited you are to have us back by tweeting us or joining the Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you want to support the show this year, head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support to buy us a coffee. And see you here next week. Same time, same couch. Good luck. <laughs>